Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Very nice. And now for the moment at hand, you've got five different fan bases waiting to hear the words about to come out of your mouth. This is your moment. Enjoy it. Tell us where you're going to be playing your college basketball. I'll be playing my college basketball at the University of Illinois. Welcome into the On Enquire podcast. Another big day for Illinois basketball recruiting for Brad Underwood, Chester Frazier, and the rest of the Illini staff as they're on the board in the class of 2023 with a big time commitment. And Derek Piper is joining me now to break down what we just saw on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. Great job by Adam Finkelstein and Eric Bossy, our great team of 24-7's basketball analysts. And, and I'm not doing that just to suck up to those guys. I think they do a great job. And, uh, you know, those are two additions over the last year that I think have been great on the national scene. I'll play a little bit of the Imani interview, a little bit of the um, Bossy analysis at the end of this podcast. But, Derek, we had a good idea. You put the crystal ball in. We talked about it. But how do you feel now that Illinois is on the board with one of the top 60 prospects in the country? It's a huge get for Illinois, obviously, when you get a chance to get the, the guy that's at the top of your board. And it's always a great feeling for a staff when you identify your top target in that class and, and you're ultimately able to land him. And that was what happened today by locking up Monty Hansberry. And they got in at the perfect time. They played it perfectly and, and they were in a a bit of an advantage, which they haven't had, you know, in the past. When we look at some of these, you know, I thought back to Xavier Simpson or Colin Castleton, where Illinois maybe was a team that did the most legwork and worked the hardest, but then Michigan shows up. And uh, to Chester's credit, it wasn't like that for Illinois and that they were just showing up on the scene very, very late. Because uh, as we saw with Auburn and Oregon and even Maryland trying to jump in in June, it was it was too late for those programs, and he didn't really consider them all that much. And that spoke to Chester's relationship and the way that he worked it, the fact that he knew Imani very well. And uh, then once Illinois decided to go all in in May, they just had more appeal than Penn State and just kind of play a little bit of recruiting bully ball. Uh, and in that type of a sense, being able to, to have the winning, to have the development that they've started to, to show with Kofi, with Io, with obviously Fletch, and uh, there's just a lot more resources at Illinois as well. So. Uh, a lot of a lot of credit to Chester for working this one, and then just with the evaluation piece too. I mean, this was not a guy that was ranked inside the top 100, even the top 120 at the time there late in the spring. And Illinois trusted what they saw, and ultimately he just continued to produce and be a double double guy in the UIBL circuit. Did it against guys that were ranked way higher than him, and ultimately sits here today at 52, and still has a chance to go up a little bit higher through his senior season. Let's let's pause and focus, Derek, um, on the ability to recruit now for Illinois and how much winning matters and how much hiring the right people matters. 
over the last year, right, and maybe even less than a year, Illinois has added Sky Clark, the number 33 prospect in the composite, Ty Rogers, number 53, Jade Knapps, number 72. Sincere Harris would have been the top prospect in a lot of previous Illinois recruiting classes over the last couple decades, uh, last decade and a half, and he's number 109, and he's the fourth guy in in that class. We go to 2023, you get Imani Hansberry. Of course, um, his composite is going to go up. We helped with that. 24-7 Sports has him up to number 52 after his big big spring and summer. Zachary Perrine, not ranked, but obviously had a really good offer list. And then you add Two of the best transfers on the market with Matthew Meyer and Terrence Shannon and Dane Danger, who is one of the top 100 transfers, right? This is a program that can recruit at a high level. I know this is elementary, Derek, but it's changed a lot in the last two years. And we've talked about it previously, but hiring Chester Frazier, who's gotten his kind of guys, and I want to break out from the Chester here in a second, but Amani, Epps, Sincere Harris adding Tim Anderson, who's had the best recruiting run I've ever seen from an Illinois assistant, Rogers, Clark, Shannon, Meyer, Danger, Merez Johnson in 2024, uh, ZZ Clark in 2024. It's, it's one of the ridiculous runs, but it also just has to do with winning. Illinois basketball is a sexy program again. Yeah, they definitely are. And they are capitalizing on their appeal, on their winning and just parlaying that into more success when you're able to bring in this kind of talent and reload the way they did this offseason, despite the fact you lose like your entire backcourt, but because of the way you recruited with Epps and, and Harris and, and Sky coming in, being able to put yourself in a position to still have a really talented team, you open up the portal now and be able to make some major moves there. And it's just, it was a pivotal time when you think back to, I know we, it's easy to go back to, and you should, when Brad lost all three assistants and you just wondered, what that was going to look like. And you knew you were going to have Kofi for much longer. Maybe he was going to go that off season, but uh, to be able to get Chester and Tim and, and Jeff and the way that they've produced here in the first year and a half being on staff is just really, really impressive. It speaks to Brad too. Uh, and then, yeah, just the bar has been elevated so high where it's just, I mean, in the last two classes, they've had four guys that are in the 24 seven top 60. Like that's, that's talent. You're just, you're stocking up and, and being able to the just the standard of having you know oh yeah a top 100 recruit used to be one like oh yeah how about a top 100 guy now it's just kind of it's kind of regular and that's that's just what they're what they're doing and uh, I think that we'll just continue to see them recruit at this type of a level and that puts you in a position to to have a lot of success and compete with the big boys in the Big Ten. I mean it's getting back to a selfie and level of Illinois recruiting right like Bill Self was D Brown was a big one. Io was a big one for for Brad Underwood. Kofi was a big one, but um, it's getting back to that kind of level where you're expecting to get guys in the top seventy five. And if you're getting into these battles with some other solid to good programs, you're almost expecting to win them. So again, I, I just want to reset, and you always go back to this is for Illinois basketball on the floor and in recruiting. It is kind of going back to a a golden era. Uh, of potential here. This could be a year people look back at or an era people look back at, man, that was a lot of fun. Now you just want to go farther in the NCAA tournament, but getting guys like Amani Hansberry certainly helps. Before we get more into Amani uh, as a player here, Derek, I want to I want to ask you your favorite comp because we love that game. Chester Frazier, what's he, what's he bring to, to the recruiting trail? I, I'm sensing a type from him. Um, mm-hmm. Jade Neps kind of a, got that dog in him. Amani Hansberry yep. kind of got that dog in him. Sincere Harris 
kind of got that dog in him. He seems to be recruiting Chester Frazier kind of mentalities in very talented boxes. Uh, you know, Chester is a good player, but um, he seems to be doing that. But also, what do you think the impact of him being able to recruit to his alma mater is? He obviously has a lot of passion for Illinois. That's easy to tell. And just some of the characteristics that he had as a player definitely then permeate into his coaching and then also him, him as a recruiter and the way that he builds relationships and the way that he goes after guys. He's he's a bulldog. He's tough. And he's relentless. I and mean, that was one thing that you knew as when he was on the court was that like he was not going to be outworked. And it's you hear, you know, you talk to Brad and you just hear around the staff or just you talk to – guys that he recruits and and Chester when he's when he wants a guy he's going to be on him he's going to be talking to everybody in his camp and he's going to be doing everything he can to make sure you know he's going to work the hardest of anyone as far as guys that are going after him so he's been able to establish that he's definitely uh targeted the toughness targeted guys that relate well to him that obviously that, that works with Brad as well and that culture that they've established and wanting toughness wanting all-out effort wanting that to be unquestioned parts of this basketball team and then yeah you throw in the talent part of that as well and that's that's the ideal that's the sweet spot for this program is finding guys that have that drive that have that toughness and that are really talented players so he seek that out and I think that Chester just he relates well to those type of guys because he was someone that that played that way and, and did it in Illinois uniform to your point which I think helps even more from the Illinois so remember we were fretting Everybody's fretting about who, who they were going to hire. It's, it's worked out pretty well, this this combination of guys. And, and Jeff Alexander got on the board with Zachary Perrine there. Um, Hansbury said of Chester, he was the number one factor. I didn't know anything about Illinois until Chester reached out. When he reached out to me, it was big because I'd always seen Illinois here and there on TV and knew it was a big program, but I didn't realize how big it is in Champaign, how big of a basketball school it was. Him being from the area and going there and then knowing people in that area I'm connected with really got the ball rolling. And it sounds like the Geese College of Business was really uh, big for him. So, Derek, I know we kind of covered this in the last podcast, but um, how was Illinois – like why did they hone in on him – so early before he blew up on the circuit and, and how were they able to close the deal here? So Chester has been familiar with him for a long time. Obviously he's very tied into the East coast hoop scene and Amani earlier on in his high school career was um, maybe even a little bit more highly touted than he was, you know, just a couple of months ago. I know that he was thought of as one of the better players coming up and then uh, had some, as he spoke to in his announcement, had some up and downs with his, progression and really trying to find his his niche as a player and what ultimately made it work for him but Virginia Tech was the first high major program to offer him Chester was on staff at that time I was back in late 2019 and while Chester wasn't the lead guy obviously was very familiar with Imani and as soon as he gets here at Illinois he starts getting involved with with Imani and they offered last fall and Illinois at the time wasn't making him a top priority they were in the mix but they weren't really pressing all the way, but Chester building that relationship gave them a foundation to where if they decide to to decide to go all in, they would have that. So uh, Chester working that relationship, the fact that he knew his AAU guys, the team Durant uh, in the EYBL, he's, he's done a good job with his parents as well. And then when Amani was just going off in the EYBL late in the spring, and I think at that time Illinois was still trying to decide, are we going to make a move now because we know this window is going to close where if we don't do it, then he might not consider us. If we try to get in too late, we might be in that same box as Auburn and Oregon. Uh, if we try to just 
push the gas in July and he's like, sorry, it's too late. I'm going to Penn state or what, if that would have been how it played out. Uh, so Illinois late in May says we're going all in. And it was, a, it was the perfect time to where he was still pretty open. He takes that official visit in June. And I think they blew him away with everything they had to offer with the facilities, with the development, with academics were really important to him as well with the college of business. And uh, I think he just connected really well with Chester and the staff and, they made it known throughout the rest of the summer. I mean, they weren't going to have any less than two coaches at PCM. They were three deep at like all of his games. And that was yeah. just, that sent a clear message that, Hey, we're going all out for you. And uh, you know, we feel like we should win this recruitment and they did. Yeah. Uh, poor Penn state, man. They, they put in a good effort there and uh, it's just Illinois. It's a different level of program. Illinois fans have been used to that. Uh, and, and now it's a different age as we talked about. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we love playing the comp game. Who doesn't? I mean, we're all suckers for it, of who this guy plays like, who they could be. We use them loosely. I think people understand we're not saying he's going to be this player. He's exactly this player. Every player is different. Every you know personality is different. Every game is different. But when we play the comp game, Illinois, apparently, according to uh, Hansberry, uh, is saying that they compare him to Al Horford. They could be his Al. They could be he could be their Al Horford. Boss, you just compared him to the guy we love. Does everything. Um, turned into an NBA Hall of Famer. Not saying he's going to be him, but Boss, he compares him to Draymond Green, who we've used that for Ty Rogers too, uh, who just does a little bit of everything. Shooting is the question mark. What's your favorite comp, Derek? I'm going to throw another one out there. Kind of a guy who was maybe a little oversized when he was young, had to cut down, had to trim up. Um, rest in peace to him. But Caleb Swanigan is, is another one that, that might come to mind a little bit. Yeah, I could definitely see that one. Uh, I know that even some say a little bit of a, of a Travion vibe as well. You, uh, you could throw that in there too. Uh, Al Horford is the guy that came to mind for me when I started this first really hone in on his game late in the spring. I, I know that he's not as tall as Horford, not as good of an athlete as Horford was, especially when you go back to his Florida days, his early time in the, in the NBA. He, he's not as explosive is, is that kind of a guy but I'm just remembering now Derek sorry to interrupt like him and Joe Kim Noah are like the same age and Joe Kim's been oh, retired for a few years it looked like an old man and Al Horford was one of the most important players in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals still doing it <laughs> so maybe old man Al Horford I think that might be play style wise something that really correlates with Hansberry because he is someone that with, with Horford is a guy who can grab a rebound and push the ball off the floor he's someone that can extend out to the perimeter and facilitate can make a jump shot if he's open. I know his three-point 
his three point shot needs to get better as time goes goes on. But I thought in July he really established that he's got a, a pretty good mid range shot. It's kind of that set shot. It kind of it looks like Horford almost the way that he he releases it high and and, uh, and everything. And then in the post he's he's very skilled. He can finish with both hands and he's just kind of that that crafty gritty postman that can play in the paint but then also extend out and. I think defensively he's someone that has some versatility and because of the way he moves and the, uh, how hard he's going to play defensively, he can switch on the guys. You know, Horford in the past has switched on the guards and been able to to have success there. We'll see if Hansbury is athletic enough to do that, but uh, he does have a little bit of that versatility defensively. So I know if, you, if you're if you throwing out a bigger version of Ty, if you want to say Draymond, uh, I see I see the, the pieces of all of them. And look, they're not – Comps aren't perfect, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Horford, as far as play style, is what really stands out to me. Yeah, I, I like that one too. All right, so twenty twenty three, Hansberry comes in. Is Coleman Hawkins going to be here? I, I think they they're planning for that potentially to not be him not be here, and that'd be a great thing for him, great thing for the program. Dane Danger likely still here. Ty Rogers, Zachary Perrine. in twenty twenty four. You add Marez Johnson, Derek. This is the kind of front court depth versatility. We haven't seen it, Illinois, uh, in a really long time. And we, we could, I should add Luke Goody, RJ Melendez to that, right? Because those guys can play there. RJ can play the two through four potentially, but you just have so much versatility, so many options. And how many previous years? I mean, we're sitting there talking about Aaron Jordan having to play the four uh, at times, right? Like even last year, Jacob Grandison is, is having to play the four a lot. Um, this is a different front court they're piecing together. So how does, how does Hansberry fit into that puzzle? I think that he's probably mostly going to be in that small ball five type of range. He could play the four a little bit, but I know that if you're thinking big picture, they really like the way that he fits with Merez because Merez is that really explosive athlete. I mean, those two together could really, really hit the glass and rebound well. And, and Hansberry can, with the way that he passes, if his jump shot continues to get better, he's someone that could be play a little bit of that high-low action. You throw – Marez down posting up on a four man and Hansberry's going to feed him and just kind of got that skill of Hansberry. Uh, and then you got the, just the, the explosiveness of Marez and yeah, Zachary Perrine's another guy that is, is long and, and skilled. And uh, I think that they complement each other pretty well because Perrine's going to be a, a pretty big staple in that front court. If he progresses in type into the type of player they think he can be, because he's got pretty good upside and uh, Hansberry again, just that physical will do anything type of player to to make plays he's just very scrappy and then you you got some skill and length in in Perrine and uh, Dane has a number of years left of of eligibility as well so he'll he'll be in that mix we'll see what it'll look like with with James Brown because you're still gonna you're still gonna push the gas there and try to get James Brown uh, the borderline five-star big man you know he's high four-star now going after uh, with Duke in, in North Carolina but yeah even if you don't get James you put yourself in a position to have a lot of depth a lot of talent I think early on, because Coleman Hawkins on NBA draft boards right now on the mock draft for ESPN, uh, if he leaves, there's going to be a decent opportunity for Amani to get on the floor as a freshman. And I think with the way his body is and, and the, the different things he brings to the table and the way he defends, he probably would get that opportunity if he comes in year one. Just a lot of length, Derek. There's a lot like yeah. Coleman – it's probably a seven foot wingspan, right? We've heard of Danger's seven five or, or something like that. Uh, Ty Rogers has a huge wingspan. RJ does. Sincere Harris, right, has a huge wingspan for a guy his size. And and now you had somebody like Hansberry, who's huge and, and really long. And 
Uh, it's just a different style of play. Like, is this is this the Baylor thing he's envisioning? Is is this Brad Underwood turning into Baylor here? Is that what we're doing? It's got to be. I mean, it's just another guy that fits that that Baylor mold. I, I think you could play that type of switch defensively, have the physicality, just a lot more athleticism than you've been accustomed to in the past. And yeah, length and size across the board in multiple positions and and having some guys that are just, they're skilled too offensively. I mean, Ty being able to play two through four, the fact that Amani is, is skilled enough probably to play the four and the five and I just have a number of guys that can slot into different spots and guard different positions. And yeah, the, the Baylor, I think, Amani, you could also be, throw him in with like a Ty Rogers that would look – if you put him in a Michigan State uniform, you wouldn't think twice. Uh, so following along those lines now is is becoming more and more clear. I think Illinois has really established that for sure. Uh, Illinois on the board officially number 50 class right now in the class of 2023. Of course, they're going to add more to that, Derek. The transfer portal always going to be uh, important for them. But the class of 2023 – where do they look now? Because I expect Hansbury will rise in the ranking, so that'll boost Illinois' class ranking for, for people who really care about that. But I'd expect they'd add some more pieces. So what are the positions? Who are some names? They're really interested in adding a guard and another ball handler in the mix, a guy that can make plays off the dribble. Uh, Drake Gibbs-Lawhorn, the decommit from Purdue, who opened it up earlier this month, is someone that – is becoming, based on what I've heard, a, a bigger priority for them as we've pushed forward. And uh, I know that Tim Anderson is a lead guy for him. And it, it's interesting because there's going to be some big players. He's very talented. Memphis is already locked in an official visit for this fall. We'll see if Illinois is able – I think he will visit with whether they will use an official. Uh, I could see that as well. Uh, North Carolina has been thrown out there as interested. Gonzaga has been thrown out there as being in the mix as well. So it, it'll be a tough recruitment, but – uh, it's a guy that's in the top 100. I know he dropped a little bit in the recent rankings, but was in that top 50 range. Now he's down around top 75, but a very good shooter. Plays at Mount Verde, similar to Sky Clark last, last year. Uh, Nicolo Moretti is also another guard from Italy. Uh, yeah, Jeff Alexander is going to continue to be active in that international market. On that note, Alex Tui is a skilled forward with size from Australia. And then Brady Dunlap is also six foot seven shooter out of California. So you're looking at guard and then you're looking at kind of a wing forward that can shoot the three. I know that they definitely want a shooter. It's whether or not they on the shooter part, it's whether to take one of those guys. I mean two he's gonna be pursued by a lot of people he already is. And then Dunlap's one of those it'd be borderline do we take him or do we wait and see what's gonna be available mid year or even after the year uh, in the portal. So shooter, another guard and then obviously Hansbury down low is is a pretty good pretty good outlook for what that's going to look like pulling in for next year yeah underwood's at least got something to talk about for the early signing period here so uh that's a good one to do derek i, I wanted to kind of put this i kind of throwing this at you but i'm thinking of the best recruiting teams in the big 10 illinois is in that elite tier right i mean they've had a top five big 10 recruiting class i believe for the last five years and the one year they weren't in there they got kofi coburn so uh they in the elite tier, would you say for sure? Yeah, I think they are. I think they've established that. Michigan, obviously, is as far as the recruiting rankings go, they're always there. In the last three years, uh, it seemed they've had a, a top 10 class every year. Juwan's really had a lot of appeal there with being able to connect to kids and just, I mean, Michigan is a, is a very sexy brand. It has been for a long time. Uh, Ohio State, Chris Holtman's done a really good job of recruiting. They've, they've always been able to 
to be up there in the rankings recruiting wise and at the, towards the top of the Big Ten. So I'd say Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. Michigan State was up they're there back. for a long time. They're back though, aren't they? They're, I know they're back <laughs> with, with Xavier Booker and what they Jeremy fears that they, they did come back. I, I was wondering about that because when they they went, you know, not adding anyone in the portal this year to everyone's surprise or everyone's wondering what the heck's going on. And then there was a little bit of a gap in between the Jaron Jackson, Miles Bridges, Cassius Winston, and a couple of years there where they weren't pulling in the same type of guys. But all of a sudden, yeah, Izzo says says that he's back. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the top tier. And I, I definitely think Illinois, you know, having a top 10 class nationally this past year and just kind of like we talked about, setting the expectation of, getting guys in that top 50 to top 75 range and then what they're doing in the portal too. I think that puts them in an elite group in the big 10. Yeah. Since the Bingham Brown Henry class, uh, they had one top 25 class Michigan state um, in the last four years. And then now they have the number two class currently. Um, So yeah, Michigan state, Hey, if you're not going to recruit transfers, you better get really good prep players. Uh, They're doing that really well in the class of 2023. Holtman, I know some of it, Derek, is they they get a lot of guys every class, it feels like, but they're adding constant top 100 guys and kind of, you know, Bryce Sensabaugh's tough physical player, like versatile players. Uh, He's doing a really good job recruiting. Um, You're wondering if it'll play a little bit better on on the court. They've been a good program, Uh, maybe not the top-level program that Ohio State fans certainly expect sometimes. Michigan certainly uh, is in that level is there anybody? Is Indiana there uh, with hey, with you know what they're doing with the new coaching staff? Do you feel like they're back into that? Given a couple five stars in the last class. Yeah, that's a great point to bring up them. Jalen Hood, Chafino coming in uh, as a five star, and uh, Malik Renu, and then also Tamar Bates was a pretty highly touted, like top fifty caliber of prospect as well. So probably just behind. I'd say they're behind Illinois just because Illinois had a little bit more volume yep. uh, here recently. But, yeah, Indiana's definitely getting it going. And while he's not there yet, and, but we've seen Maryland have a lot of recruiting appeal in the past, and Kevin Willer's off to a fast start, not in that elite tier, but I'd say a team that you know a year from now maybe you're looking at them as being back in that group as well. But, uh, yeah, Indiana is pushing that. And I mean, when you're recruiting five-star type, type of talent, they're – they're certainly deserving of a mention as well. Is there another team that you think can break through uh, into that level? I mean, Penn, I like what Shrewsbury's doing. Um, you know, I, I kind of liked what the previous head coach Chambers did there in recruiting sometimes too. It's just you needed one more year, Tony Carr, and never kind of broke through. And then, of course, the allegations and everything. But Wisconsin's going to do what it does. Uh, Hoiberg's gotten some talent, but they never stay. Um, Rutgers and Purdue kind of do their thing. Johnson's doing a good job. Minnesota kind of getting more kids to stay home. Northwestern, we know where they're going to recruit. I guess it would be Iowa, but I was going to run out of McCaffrey's. That's the problem. <laughs> and Sanford's, right? Like McCaffrey's and Sanford's. There's only so many of them, I think. But I, I was recruiting decent guys, but um, it's kind of a certain specific area uh, in Western Illinois and in uh, Iowa there. So I, I feel like they should. They should have a good pitch, given the guys they've produced there here recently. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, they play a pretty fun style of play, the way that they get up and down and, and are really geared towards offense, offensively, space, and everything like that. And, it's a good brand. It's a fun yeah. college town. I, I just feel like they, there's another level that Iowa should be able to get to in recruiting. I agree. 
And I, I think that Fran deserves credit because the guys he's gotten haven't really been – like Luca wasn't a surefire right. top 50 type of guy. Uh, Wieskamp was a pretty good get. But even like people – and I know that here this summer, and obviously we saw it ourselves last year, like people love Tony Perkins in the college basketball community expecting – I know Big Ten coaches are expecting big things from him. So, yeah, I could see Iowa, if they continue to win and be a factor there in the top five of the Big Ten, to be able to take a step up. I think Shrewsbury, and on the note, of hand, on this Hansberry recruitment, I think Penn State has shown that they're going to be a factor. Like, can they beat out a team that's in that elite tier that is going to get strong-armed by Illinois or if it's, they're in a battle with Michigan State? You wouldn't think that Penn State could win those type of things yet, but – I think that Shrewsbury's done a really good job. He seems like he's a, a very good coach. And uh, the question for them is if they you – know, can they tap into – there's a good talent pool in that Philly area and, and really on the East Coast as well. And uh, they have a, a decent class because even missing on Hansbury, they got a top 100 forward yep. um, last week as well. So I, I like what he's doing. But uh, obviously it's going to be tough to be an elite recruiting team at Penn State. Derek, did, did you do Illinois fans a favor here by not declaring Hansbury your guy? I felt like you held back, right? Like he was your guy. Oh, he was definitely. <laughs> wait, hold up. He hasn't signed, signed yet, yet. right? <laughs> um, yeah, he was my guy. Yeah. He was my guy. But I, I'm not. I thought I did Illinois fans a favor, or I don't know if there is any correlation. I got blamed when I did it, and then they wouldn't go. Um, so I'm just laying off for that. Uh, you know, I didn't want that on my on my reputation. Did Did you hold back on Ty? Was Ty your guy last year? I, like I mean, I, I I was I I love Ty. I saw him one time. I'm like, get that get that guy. He's he, I want him. I on think my team. Epps would have been my guy. Yeah, because I got to see Epps on the AU scene. I, I just fell in love with his his bucket bucket getting. Yeah. Well, your first guy splash pool turned out to to be pretty good. <sighs> yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. So I I good job <laughs> holding off there, man. <laughs> well, with the way this staff is recruiting now. Can I go back to just doing my guys because they have a lot more ability to get the type of guys that I was calling my guys? One or my maybe th- I should just not mess with anything because they got a good thing going, and if I start doing that, then it'll be easy to point the finger at what went wrong. So uh, Isaac Trotter and Jake Hassan are on one of my text threads, and sometimes they'll text like, hey, put on MLB Network, this guy is doing something in the sixth inning, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I always have my Billy Bob Thornton from Friday Night Lights gif ready. Ain't no curses. So anybody that believes in that, there ain't no curses. Piper is not strong enough to have curses uh, on, right. on your guys. It's just Illinois wasn't good enough at recruiting. Now now they are. So you can not worry about that, Derek. I, I think you should go back to going with your guy. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Should we do Let's a poll? If, if we did a poll, how many would say yes, go back to going with your guy? 10%? 15%? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and nothing over 15% for sure. Yeah. I'm going to start researching 2024, 2025. I need to to get some My Guy candidates to go on. We're, we're going to bring it back. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think people will like it, but we got to do it. Well, if there's a guy in the, the class of 2040, uh, make it Cade Piper. Saw a picture of him recently. That's a yeah. 99th percentile guy. Um, it is. That's the, my guy. The hands. That's my guy for sure. Four months old today. <laughs> so, uh, man, he's... He's getting big. It's crazy that it's already been four months, and uh, you know it. It goes goes fast, but it's uh, the days are long, really, the years are short. Somebody told me that, and it, it turns out to be very, very true. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a new challenge, but it's yeah. most of it is really, really cool. So I've, I've definitely learned that. All right, Derek Piper, get back to Baby Cade, man. Uh, we appreciate the time as always and the insight. Yep, always fun, man. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, I know many of you didn't get a chance to see or hear Amani Hansberry's decision. Uh, they did live on the YouTube channel for 24-7 Sports. Go follow them. They do so many uh, college announcements there, but they also a lot of great analysis, college football and college basketball and recruiting. Uh, so go check that out. And check out our Alana Enquirer YouTube page uh, as well. We do a lot of... Uh, podcasts there a lot of our interviews there uh, but also we're starting to do some live podcasts on there so uh, check that out uh, and we'll try and grow that and do more with that get more creative with it as we move forward as well Uh, but here's Imani Hansberry talking with Adam Finkelstein about why he chose Illinois first of all I want to ask you about about your list because you really did blow up in July and I have no doubt that there were schools that weren't recruiting you initially that, that tried to jump in but you stuck with schools that had been with you throughout the throughout the period so tell me about that that you know not just the recruiting period but for years leading up to that so tell me about that connection with Illinois and just that philosophy that you had to get you to that final decision with the schools who had kind of been on you the longest mm-hmm. so really just sticking with the schools that have been on me the longest I'm I'm a huge family guy uh, I'm not going to trust someone who just comes up out of out of nowhere too often they really have to show me some so just knowing like the, t- the schools in my top five especially Illinois they've been there for with me like throughout my junior year my sophomore year it's just it's really just they see my potential early on and definitely followed me throughout you know my high school career and I know and a lot of the coverage on the 24-7 sports network you've talked about your connection to coach Frazier coach Underwood how you've been able to develop that but what was it specifically about Illinois that made them your pick? What stood out really was that they really wanted to develop me. And I know as an undersized, kind of weird, not your average basketball player, uh, I got to go somewhere where I can depend on someone to develop me IQ-wise on the court um, and just off the court, just making me into a better man. And I feel like uh, there was nobody else better to do it than Coach Underwood and Coach Frazier. Well, I got good news for you. Your, your basketball IQ is already pretty darn good. Um, so that's that, that's uh, that's not going to be too hard. For Illinois fans who haven't seen you play yet, you've talked a little bit about how you're a little bit of an unconventional player. I would call you just one of the toughest matchup problems in all of high school basketball. But how would you describe your game to Illinois fans who haven't seen you play yet? Um, hard nose. I get the job done on both ends of the floor, whatever – Whatever I got to do to win, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm good at playmaking. I'm good at rebounding. I'm good at playing defense. Uh, I'm really just one of those everyday guys, and I can't wait to show it. Amani already talking like his future coach. Brad Underwood's going to love hearing the everyday guy thing there. Uh, but Eric Boss, your national recruiting analyst, who does a great job, also joined Adam Finkelstein to talk about what Illinois is getting in Amani Hansberry. And you guys have covered it pretty well. They're getting an incredibly productive player on both ends of the floor. You know, it's, I think Amani really spoke to a lot when he talked about, yeah. he started off as kind of a semi-overweight, undersized center at the beginning of his high school career. He stretched out a little bit and he's done an incredible job of getting himself into shape. And now the results, 
have come with it. And it's really just his entire work ethic and mentality have been really impressive along the way. You know, a lot of kids, he entered high school with, with a big reputation and thought of, was thought to be a guy who was going to be highly ranked and that didn't happen right away. He didn't cry about it on social media. He didn't talk about how everyone was overlooking him. He just stayed the course and put in the work. And now he's turned into, you know, a top 50 type player in the country. And what I love about speaking to him prior to the commitment, you know, he's, he's excited that he's risen in the rankings and that people are starting to see what he can do. But he also feels like he's got another level that he can take his game to. And he really feels like by the end of his senior year, he's going to have himself in the conversation among the very, very best, you know, like the top 25, top 30 players in the country. I just, just love his mentality. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. And, and, you know, I think his mentality, this is something you and I have spoken about. The, the kids who get all that early hype is, you know, way too early on in the process. And the toll it can take on them to kind of figure it out. It takes a special young man with a special support system to not let that get to their head and to keep getting better at every step along the way and not get caught up in all the noise. He's really done that, hasn't he? Yeah, no doubt. It, it's like if anyone who's just watched the broadcast, you could see he's a he's a young man of great character. Um, he's got charisma. He's got personality. You know, he's just one of those guys that is very, very likable, and there's nothing fake about him. And that kind of shows in the way he plays because he does all the little things. He does all the dirty work. He's constantly communicating with his teammates. He's He's got just great body language, just everything that you could want as a coach from a guy, you can see that. And that's why he really won guys over during the summer. But, you know, Illinois being there early with uh, Chester Frazier being a Baltimore native himself and having gone to Illinois and kind of being able to show him the roadmap, I think really, really helped them build that early bond with him. Now, you just mentioned Chester Frazier and, of course, the coaching. You got Brad Underwood there. How do you imagine Brad Underwood will utilize someone like Amani Hansberry? Or maybe can you speak to the versatility that someone like Hansberry offers a coach like Underwood. Yeah, he's 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 an ideal college foreman at this point because he can play facing the rim. You can put him on the elbow and actually run run a lot of offense through him because of his passing and his ball handling. You know, he told me that they kind of envisioned him playing an Al Horfordish type role, mm-hmm. which I, I can see some of that too as he as he continues to improve his jump shooting. But the more and more I watch that guy play this summer, I see a lot of Draymond Green. And Amani Hansberry, if we're going to talk comparisons in terms of a, a big who can get the ball and push it off of a rebound, he can make decisions in the open floor. If you want to play small, he could even play as a small ball five because of his toughness and his length. He just offers a lot of positional versatility. I think he can play any style of basketball. And, you know, he's, he's rugged, and I think he's going to be Big Ten ready physically when he arrives mm-hmm. on campus, which is always the biggest part for kids making that transition from high school to college. So there you go. Great job by our national crew there. Derek Piper is going to have much more on what this means for Illini basketball at IlliniInquire.com. Adam Finkelstein uh, has a piece up about what Illinois is getting in Hansbury, and Eric Bossy talked with Hansbury uh, about his commitment as well. You can check all of that out at IlliniInquire.com. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Give us a follow, rating, review, wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody take care of each other. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast.